Hey, um, babe. Yeah. I need I need to talk to you. Uh, um, can it can it wait like five minutes? No, 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 it can't. Um, because we've talked about this before, and I don't think you're hearing me. And I I really need to go over. I need. Okay. okay. Some other some other stuff is happening. All right. Sit down. Sit down. <sighs> okay. Just I need Breathe. to take. Yeah, Breathe. I need to take a few deep breaths because uh, I'm a little. I'm a little shaky right now. I can now. see that. I can see that. Okay. And I don't even think you're going to believe me because, okay, so you, you know and I know that, you know, I have a thing for blue Mustangs. Okay. This is not the point I'm trying to make. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is, so like there's been this. You saw this, it again. Yeah. Okay. But, but the thing is, is, okay, I know I like blue Mustangs. You know I like blue Mustangs. And... So there's been this blue Mustang that's following me around. And at first I was just like, oh, I'm just seeing blue Mustangs because I love them. Right. But like we talked about. But babe, I swear, it's not just one blue Mustang. It seems like, it. they feel like they're everywhere. And I know we can explain this. And you, you're a psychologist and you can explain this away. But it doesn't feel right. It feels really wrong to me. Okay. Well, here's the thing. If it was just one blue Mustang that you were seeing over and over again, that would feel like cause for concern to me because that would mean that someone's following you. But just seeing blue Mustangs wherever you go, that feels to me like your brain is just tuned into blue Mustangs right now. Right, right. But what if it's not someone following me in a blue Mustang? What if it's someone's following me in blue Mustangs? And they are just chose. I know, Casey. I can already tell. No, I'm looking at the... your face, and I can tell that you you're you're rolling your eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm not, sweetie. I don't want you to feel like I'm patronizing you or like I don't believe you. It's that I I believe you. You are seeing this. This is happening. I completely understand that. At the same time, I think you're jumping to conclusions in the assumption that they are following you okay that this is something that's happening to you because i feel like what okay just just think about this rationally for a minute why would they send so many Blue agents Mustangs. <laughs> i know it sounds ridiculous after you when you're just a peripheral just just well i, I mean we are just peripheral characters in this larger you're not you drama. are you are the center and what if we know anything from, from you know, crime TV shows is they go after the girlfriend. Okay, uh, I'm not making my wait, point, and wait. there's more to it. There's more to it. Okay, but I mean, I'm not her girlfriend. I'm just a psychologist who's writing down her story. Right, who is going to present it in a way that could be bad for some people. I don't know who. I understand that. But don't you think then that they would be trying to hack into my computer and find out, you know, what's going on in okay, there? which brings me to my next point. What's that? Okay. So the other day when we talked about the whole taco time thing and about how, like, oh, like, I was at taco time and then, like, I get taco time ads and all this stuff. And, like, and you explained to me how that, that that's normal mm -hmm. and everything like that. This is not that. It's almost like everywhere I go, it doesn't matter if I've put it into my GPS or not put it in my GPS. It's like stuff is showing up on my phone. Uh, like, 
advertisements, all these kinds of things. You're going to explain this away, but I just, I feel like somebody's in my phone. It's, it's, it's literally happening so consistently that it's freaking me out. Like the songs coming on my phone are like the songs that we listened to the day before, but not even with my phone around. Like when we were in your car or at your grandma's house the other day. So you think it's some kind of psychological warfare hacking into your phone? Well, I didn't actually think that far ahead. Thanks. <laughs> warfare is a big word. I just, I just, I just feel like something, something feels wrong with my phone, and I, I don't know. I, I, I know I'm not making sense. You, you're making sense. I'm just, I'm trying to help you make sense of this, you know, because I can see that you're really upset and you're really scared. And I, baby, I don't want you to feel like that, obviously. And, you know, I, I've taken as many precautions as I can around this. I feel like I've been really careful. I haven't talked a lot about it and I haven't been. one more thing though. Okay. So, you know, the trainer at the gym. The cute one that always... The girl. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you liked Josh. Well, he's cute. (laughs) I mean, objectively, I think he's just a cute guy. Well, okay. This is good to know. That's news. We'll talk about that another time. So which of the girls do you think is cute? The one we both mentioned. She had that pink... uh, Oh, tight little top her. thingy on the other yeah, day. Well, I mean, that's just that's just not fair. Yeah, no, I don't and, remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Right, and she smells so good, and so I I got on the the elliptical right next to her because okay. she smells so good. And anyway, she was talking to somebody next to her, mm-hmm. and it was about this situation, and they were saying that she's a spy. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not sure where to go with this. So you, two strangers were having a conversation. Yeah. One said to the other that one is a spy. Okay. And you find this credible because... Well, so I did a little homework. I came home. I got on the internet. And apparently... They're not the only people talking about this. Okay. It's really starting to become a big thing, just like in the last 24 hours or something. Who do they think she's working for? Yeah, the internet thingy didn't tell me that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, but, but no, honey, honey, I, look, they, they all, all these things are happening within the last 24 hours, and I am freaking out. Okay. I don't okay. think, hey. I, I, I don't think we should, hey, hey, I don't hey, think hey, we hey, should hey. be doing this. Or you doing this. I know it's not we, but... What are you saying? Well, just... It just seems like this is all that you do anymore. It's my career. I know, babe. And and this I... This is... I don't understand where this is coming from. I mean, I do. But at the same time, listen. You are the one who was so excited about me doing this. You are the one who pushed me to do this. And I have put so much work into it. And I have put... I have gotten close to her in a way that I didn't expect and okay. opened myself up to this in a way that I didn't yeah. intend to. And I mm. can't believe that at this point, now you're saying, bad idea, back out, don't do this. It's a little late now. Okay, Miss Psychologist... 
You're getting really defensive right now. I am. I am getting really defensive right now because it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you're telling me that all the work that I've put into this up until now is for naught. Okay. Okay, let's... I haven't even gotten her to talk about the incident yet. She still hasn't even explained to me what happened. How can I publish a book about the incident? Okay, you're yelling now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I apologize. (sighs) But do you see where I'm coming from? I have to finish what I've started or what was even the point? Okay, baby. I love your work. I love what you're doing. Can we, can we just, can we maybe give this some time and talk about it? I'll, I'll, I'll spend another day. If nothing weird happens, if I don't see any blue Mustangs, please, God, don't see blue Mustangs. I I can start to let it go. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, speaking of taco time, I'm hungry. Do you know where that coupon is? Oh, it's over there on the table. Uh, Wait. What's this? What is this? Oh, um, that's a letter. What's a letter from? No, 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 no. What? Why are you getting letters from her? Because I explained this to you. There was a riot the last time I was there. It was fucking terrifying. So she's writing you personally. They they won't. She has our address. Yes, she has our. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't I can't do this. I've just spent the last 15 minutes trying to explain this to you and now I find out you're getting letters and you're defensive about all this. This doesn't feel good to me anymore. I I I, I need a break. I'm I'm going for a walk. Okay? And I, I'm going to I'm going to go for a walk. I'm sorry. I did not mean to upset you. I'm I I need to go for a walk. Okay. Go for a walk, then. So, yeah, bear with me. I'm writing this while a guard is in the room to, I don't know, keep me from getting any ideas about trying to steal the pen and go snuff out a prime minister next or whatever. Plus, you know, writing an actual letter has become so antiquated that it's a little bizarre, but that's what we have available to work with right now with us to keep this story going after the recent riot. So here we are. Uh, Rumors on the block are that the security will lighten a bit again in like a week or so. Maybe two, but for now they're taking these extra precautions. Uh, yeah, we had left off last time that you asked me about uh, Strummer Boy, or what was it, Soulful Strummer? I forget. Anyway, uh, I think I said he was like the perv next door, and then the sirens went nuts. I kind of felt bad about describing him that way afterwards. It wasn't really fair. His rep was only half-deserved and pretty much half-manufactured and distorted by the tabloids. The truth is, he might have been the love of my life. If we both weren't so stubborn and afraid to get hurt, and, I don't know, just horrific timing, I guess I don't really understand it all myself. But it wasn't really a romance so much as a battle of wills. 
Basically, what started out with butterflies and a sweet, innocent mutual curiosity became a thorn in my side, and I'm sure I was a total pain in his ass, too. True love, madness, longing, running, mind games, heart fears, yeah, all of it. Or it's entirely possible I'm just utterly delusional and none of it was ever real. I can't say which thought makes me sadder. So here's the real kicker. I may or may not be the subject slash muse of his last three and a half songs. Or he just let me think that because it suited his ego to torment me. Crazed, obsessed fangirl was not how I'd ever have seen myself. Like, gross, so gross. Anyway, water under the bridge, right? I guess I have much bigger issues now than my weird and sad non-dance with that one. I still feel wistful and angsty about him, even now. I just wish we'd spoken once or met face-to-face to clear up any misunderstandings. The internet, man, you know? Jesus, one hug could have saved years of mutual agony. But his pride and ego and my insecurities wouldn't break down those barriers. Fame and money. I know I said fame is a disease, and well, money, money can become a cage. Put them together, and that's not exactly a recipe for a happy love life. There are exceptions, of course. You know, with those power couples. I thought we'd be one. I was so misguided. But I was hopeful. I mean, foolishly, wildly, irrationally hopeful. And him, pfft. Who knows? He puts it all in his music. There doesn't seem to be much more to him than his relationship with his guitar and his checkered past and his need to be perceived in a certain way. Cool, hip, sexy, dorky, lovable, quick-witted. I definitely wasn't the first to fall for it. There are some pretty not-so-flattering songs by his exes about his, shall we say, inability to communicate or relate. I mean, music was not just his love language. It was his only language. But songs can't hold you at night. They can't wipe your tears or soothe your fears. Okay, I mean, I guess some can indirectly. They can make you feel better, temporarily, or worse. You know what I mean. He'd go on tour, and I know it sounds strange since we never even met. I mean, that sounds so crazy, right? But I missed him, ached for him, cried oceans over him, hated him, adored him, wondered who he was with, wondered why it wasn't me. So humiliating, right? It's like I'm rambling on like some 14-year-old kid with a crush. But that's exactly what it felt like. I hadn't felt like that in a long time. Maybe ever. It scared the shit out of me. I don't know. He's about one of four dudes on the planet I could actually see myself married to. But he just kept on with his player fuckboy ways, hiding it all pretty well. Not well enough. At the end of the day, it didn't really matter how many women he was with, or trying to be with, or pretending to be with. I just knew he wasn't with me. I hear he's engaged to some much younger model now, and I gotta say, I just hope she'll be good to him, and vice versa. I think he thought he wanted a challenge with me, but what he really wanted, needed, just couldn't live without, was an audience. An ego stroker and a boo-boo kisser, arm candy. Someone he could kind of joke with to his dumb and mean friends about the old ball and chain. Mild old-school misogyny thinly disguised and wrapped in playful teasing and bromance bonding. And that, that was never going to be me. Because me? (laughs) Well, I'm kind of my own damn show. And that one? He underestimated me from the start. I mean, I fucking loved the guy. Was crazy about him and just heartsick. But I also saw right through him. 
he kind of loved that, I think, and definitely hated it a little too. I think it turned him on and terrified him. I guess I just feel like we both let fear and pride and other people's opinions and just a whole bunch of bullshit win. I heard today an anonymous donor paid all my legal fees. I'd like to think it was him, but he was weirdly cheap with me. Never even one flower or a cup of coffee or a plane ticket, nada. He'd spend money to try and impress me, but not in a generous, you know, pure desire to make my life sweeter. It was weird. Like he was oblivious to my actual human needs, which at the time were housing and peace. He provided neither. And as fiercely independent as I am, I had that tiny, vulnerable part of me too that wanted to just be taken care of. He didn't really have that gene. He was so used to everyone kissing his ass. And he was guarded, and so was I. It just almost felt doomed from the start, you know? Too many people in his world tried to squash it. And I think he let them. And maybe all of this is wrong, and he truly doesn't even know or care that I even exist. (sighs) You know, I don't even think it matters much now. And I guess I've never laid it out even to myself like this. But, you know, you asked. And he is kind of a big part of the fuckery. Sometimes, and I know this is dramatic, but I feel like he raped my life with that stupid guitar. Other times, you know, it feels like this tragic star-crossed thing. I don't know if I can love him or hate him anymore. And I have to admit, I didn't really ever deeply understand him. I tried, I failed. And he definitely didn't see me as a real woman. I was just a conquest for him. A game, a diversion. My life got so much worse. And I don't want to sound like a victim or like I'm whining, but it just did. It spiraled. I kept hoping he'd somehow, you know, make it right, help me, help my life, be a partner, lover, and a genuine friend, to show up and grow up and step up and claim me. But he just wasn't capable of that kind of empathy, bravery, I don't know, of seeing the agonizing pain he'd inflicted or of trying to fix what he'd broken. And to be fair, I was so lost then, too. Looking back, I suppose a broken heart was the least of the gifts he gave me. He gave me the courage to do what I did. I mean, he gave me the despair that initiated the courage. Because I got to that precarious place of giving zero fucks. And a woman with no fucks to give? Yeah, that is a dangerous woman. (laughs) 